Welcome to Gardening Naturally with Jeff Ferris. Call or text Jeff now with your gardening and landscape questions. 512-836-0590. Hey, good morning, gardeners. Lovely morning so far. A little humid. Uh, We can deal with that. And they are talking, you know, we set a temperature record yesterday, a high temperature record in October. They're talking about the weather this week being really good fall garden weather. Mid 80s for high, 70 and below for the nighttime lows. And there's a chance of rain. Now, I wouldn't get real excited about that. Um, maybe half an inch of rain this week. Of course, rain is rain. We'll take every drop we can get. Nothing we can do about whether it's enough or too much or any of those things. But we will take it. So... This will be a good week to get out there and start looking at some of the stuff that's coming up. There's a lot, I got a lot of calls about it yesterday, get text messages. I don't know if such and such plant's gonna make it. Unfortunately, the only thing that you really can do is be patient. I have had plants freeze to the ground and I swear they were dead and it was June before they started popping up again. I thought they were gone. Nope. Just taking a break. I had I gave up on both of my roses from the heat and they have butts on them now. So We just need to give these plants some time. Some of the things you can start with is seaweed is magical, mystical fluid. All right. It is magic sauce. Follow the directions and either foliar feed or drench the soil with the right amount of seaweed solution. Maybe every couple of weeks. The advantage of that is the seaweed is somewhat cumulative. So if I'm regularly using it, I will have a a, a barrier against wild swings in the weather or the water or things like that. Seaweed is not a fertilizer, not in the common sense of the thing, of the view. But it is such a great, great additive to really get plants to recover, to do well. If you have plants that produce fruit, it can help them um, allow more fruit to become mature as opposed to, oh, it always falls off. It is super-duper magical, mystical uh, juice. So that's one of the first things we can be doing. If your plants need water, 
make sure you have seaweed solution in that water. And remember, water is precious. Slow soak of any water. You don't want runoff. If you have water running off, you might as well go out in your driveway and just pour it out there. Because it's not going where it's needed. Runoff is waste. And we don't have enough water here to be able to waste any of it. So don't be in a hurry when you're watering. A slow dripping hose is better than one that's on, especially better than one that's spraying. When you have sprinklers, they spray into the air and much of the water evaporates before it can really soak in. It's terrible in the high temperatures. Just because it's cooler means, well, more of it's making it to the ground. Yeah, well, keep an eye on it. Keep an eye on it. You do not want to have runoff. You want to get the water into the soil as quickly as possible, and you want it to be a nice, deep soaking. The depth the water goes to, that's the depth the roots will go to. And nothing will improve your turf than watering your turf correctly so you get that deep soaking. Deep roots on your turf will make for dense growth on the top of the turf. You'll have good, rich growing. It'll stay green. It'll stay healthy. And it'll look good. Okay? Speaking of your turf, it's the right time of the year, if you haven't yet, to fertilize your turf. Pick your favorite fertilizer, follow the directions, and apply it now. With rain coming this week, and not a lot of rain, just some moisture, that'll be a perfect time to get the fertilizer to break down and start soaking deep into the soil and be able to feed those roots. And remember, the more roots you have, the more top growth you will have. So this is a good time now to let the roots grow during our fall season so that when spring shows up, you're going to have a turf that's ready to go, that has lots of uh, deep roots to give you a really green spring. And the deeper those roots, roots do a cool thing. They have the ability to drill through tough soil, to break down clay, to tear it up, to make all those nice little pockets where we want nutrient and oxygen and water to go. So the more roots you can get, the more you improve your soil all on its own. So um, take care of the turf. This 
fall so it will improve and be better next spring. And next spring, we can do things to help improve it even more in case we have a repeat of this year's summer. Oh, I surely hope not. I surely hope not. This was this was definitely one for the records, and I don't think that we want to have another record hot year. So easy things to do this couple of days in easy, comfortable weather, not super hot, nice breeze, should be perfect gardening weather. Folks, this is Gardening Naturally. I need to take a break. We'll be right back. This is Gardening Naturally on News Radio KLBJ with host Jeff Ferris. Jeff is ready for your calls or text messages at 512-836-0590. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Could be a busy day today. The temperatures are warm, but they're not 105 degrees. And we're getting a little bit of a breeze. Unfortunately, it's probably going to be a little humid. And uh, uh, that's always nasty. Yeah. But we start rolling in some weather and could possibly have some rain soon. Now, don't get all excited, okay? Rain is rain, and we want every drop we can get. Uh, But they're not going to have a lot of drops. It's maybe half an inch for some of us, maybe three quarters if we're lucky. That's great. I'll take it. I will take it. But it's not enough. We need three quarters of an inch per week for the next, I don't know, 12 weeks because we are so far behind. We need to refill the aquifer. And I know places are going, okay, look, we're going to reduce the watering restrictions. We didn't get any extra water. The only reason we're doing that is because the temperatures for the most part are cooler And as such, your plants don't need as much water. They're not evaporating it. They're not using it as much as when it was really hot out. But that doesn't mean you should waste any. Water is, like I said, water is precious. We can hope for more and more rain. Not sure if we're going to get it. Right now, it's hope. That's the best we got is some hope. Now, the the, uh, weather is really nice for gardening right now. It's not too warm. And even better, we're probably going to be a little overcast. And that's a good time to plant things. When you take a brand new plant, four inch start, whatever, and you go and put it in the ground, 
if we're going to have full-on sun, that's going to wear on the plant. That makes it harder on the plant to take that brutal sun. When you plant while it's overcast, that gives the plant an opportunity to catch up easier. It doesn't get so stressed from the sun. So we can hope for the best. We can take advantage of this weather, these overcast days, a little drizzle. That would be really good for our plants. By putting them in now, by putting them in now, in this kind of weather, under cloudy circumstances, you increase their possibility of setting and adjusting, acclimating to the soil, to the climate, much easier. So this is great weather. This is, this is, this is good weather to be taking care of that. Transplants also. If you transplant something and it's kind of overcast and the sun's not beating on it, it won't suffer as much when you take it out of the ground. Now, I have some plants I need to transplant. I'm waiting till it's cooler. This is still too hot for me. Okay, I'm lazy, but it's still too hot for me. But I need, I'm going to collect up all of my schoolhouse lilies. I'm getting a bloom a day out of them. I've got probably a hundred of them. But uh, I'm going to transplant them because I want one big patch of schoolhouse lilies. It's more impressive when they do bloom. I need to move a couple of roses. I'm definitely waiting on that. I almost want them to be dormant when I move them uh, or the weather to be much cooler so they're not taking the stress. Can I do it today? You bet I can, but I'm not going to. There's some sentimental value to the rose that I'm moving and I wanna make sure it makes it. I thought it was dead from the heat. But like I said, it's got new blooms on it. Buds on it, no bloom yet, they're coming. I have a fig that I need to move. Now this is gonna be troublesome because it's been in the ground probably 10 years and it's just now starting to be able to stay uh, growing over the winter, it isn't freezing back to the ground every year. And I'm looking forward to it finally producing some figs. Well, it's 200, it's about 250 feet from my back door. Not doing that, nah, not, not doing that. I have a perfect spot that's only about 25 feet from my back door access to water, everything I need, I'm gonna move it closer. I want it to have a good opportunity 
because it's a good fig and I want to see it produce. So my schedule is going to be a lot of transplanting. I need to dig out some plants to get rid of. I have a mulberry that no matter how many times I cut it flush to the ground, it keeps wanting to come back. Going to have to grind down the stump. Same with a couple of vitexes. They are growing better now than they ever did when I put them in the ground intentionally. So I have some plants to get rid of when the weather cools down. And I have a couple to move. I have a flame acanthus. It is beautiful, but it is huge. I mean, it is slowly trying to overtake this one flower bed. So I'm going to dig out some of it and try to transplant part of uh, the flame acanthus. So now I'll have more than one, but they'll both be at sizes that I can manage and control. That's gonna be the trick. But I don't have anything new that I wanna put in right at the moment, but I do have things, I do have things that I neither, I either need to remove or move to a new location. So I got plenty of gardening activity that I need to do out here. Finally getting into reasonable weather, it's uh, not gonna be so hard, especially transplanting. If I can get some soil moisture, that'll make it easier to dig up the plants and get them moved. Folks, this is Gardening Naturally. Coming up to the bottom of the hour, we're going to break for the news. I'll catch you on the other side. This is Gardening Naturally on News Radio KLBJ with host Jeff Ferris. Jeff is ready for your calls or text messages at 512-836-0590. Hey, welcome back, everybody. You know, there, I forgot I'm talking about going out in the garden and I got all these plans and stuff that I want to do. Well, I also have to do some maintenance on my tools. Um, one of my lawnmowers is not behaving correctly, so I have to repair that. One of my lawnmowers has a flat. So I'll have to fix that before I can use it and um, some of my garden tools, well, they, they've basically been sitting around rusting because they haven't been using them. So I also have that kind of maintenance to do. Now that may be something that'll work well where I can open my garage door when the weather's nice, when maybe it's a little misty or rainy, and I can take care of the tools. Nothing serious, a simple file, sharpen edges on the tools, knock off dirt that may have dried on there, and bring them back to the condition they're supposed to be. Most important is to keep those handles as strong as possible. 
So maybe a um, little steel wool to sand them down. Coat of tongue oil to soak into the wood to keep it happy and healthy. Keep it strong and make the tool last longer. I have several tools that have fiberglass handles on them, shafts. I love them. I wish I could buy more of them that were like that because I think it's less maintenance. And I have some digging to do. So I need to put a better edge on my shovels. Nice and sharp because I will be cutting down or cutting into some roots to remove or to move some plants. If I have a good sharp shovel, it's easier to cut through those roots to be able to pull it up and take the plant, put it in a new location. So my tools were barely touched during the heat rush. It's just, nope, not going out there. And as a result, they're in pretty poor shape. So I need to clean them up a little bit. Same with my lawnmowers. They could probably use some blade sharpening. For a healthy turf, you should do the blades on your lawnmower, keep them sharp twice a year, not once, not, oh, it's spring, sharpen the blades. Sharpen the blades in the spring, and then again, if there's been any break in your mowing, and there's been a break in my mowing, I haven't had anything growing till we got some rain. So I had about 90 days of, I don't need to mow anything. And the blades get a little rusty. And that makes for poor, poor turf, turf maintenance. You want nice, clean cuts when you mow your lawn. And if you have a mulching blade, there's an advantage to keeping it sharp. Because it'll do a better job of taking those long pieces of grass and cutting them up into smaller pieces of grass so that you don't have to worry about building up thatch or you can bag it and use it in your compost pile and it'll already be nice and small. This is the time of the year too. We'll get a lot of people uh, um do I have to rake my leaves? No, you don't. You do not have to rake your leaves. It's funny because the New York Times actually had an article about it maybe a month ago. And it's like, where have you guys been? They finally said, hey, you know, you probably don't have to rake your leaves. Buh. Nobody rakes leaves in a forest. That's because nature knows what to do with them. Now, you can make your job easier by running your lawnmower over the leaves, especially a mulching mower. What will happen is you'll grind them into smaller pieces, but let them fall right where the, you found them. That will just add more organic matter to the soil. You don't have to rake leaves up. 
I don't care how deep they are. They are not going to damage your lawn. And if you run over them with a mulching mower, if you break them into smaller and smaller pieces, they will provide good organic matter for your turf. They'll make your turf greener as they break down. So we're, if you're worried about the leaves, mow them. Break them up that way. If you really hate how it looks, mow them and bag them. As in, run them into the lawnmower bag. Then take them and go use them in your compost pile. Or use them as mulch around your existing plants. The leaves contain nutrients that the tree used and saved in the leaves. Kind of like, um, you know, stuffing money in a mattress. The leaves stuff nutrients in them. When they fall off, the idea is the leaves were going to break down and release those nutrients back to the tree. That's the cycle of leaves on a tree. And that's the way it should be. So don't be raking up leaves. And you can use any kind of tree leaf in your compost. There's no harm in using pecan. There's no harm in using oak leaves. Those are old wipes tails that we really, no pun intended, need to nip in the bud. Those leaves are perfectly fine for your garden, for your plants. That's what you want to see, that, that those leaves fall off and they are recycled back to that tree. Now, you want to intercept them to add to your compost? or intercept them to redirect them to places where you need mulch, that's fine. That's fine. Those soils will be improved. But no one, no one should be raking their yard, throwing the leaves in a brown paper bag, and putting it out on the curb for somebody to pick up as trash. Those leaves are not trash. They're excellent organic matter for our plants. Don't waste it. Don't waste it. Do not rake it up and throw it away. You're missing the point of what trees are doing. Sometimes you can wind up with a pretty thick layer of leaves. Depending on the trees around you, there can be a lot of them. That's fine. That's fine. Mow it and bag it or redirect it somewhere on the property. But it should never go into a paper bag to be put in the trash. Folks, this is Gardening Naturally. Uh, I got to take a break. We'll be right back. This is Gardening Naturally on News Radio KLBJ with host Jeff Ferris. Jeff is ready for your calls or text messages at 512-836-0590. Hey, welcome back, everybody. 
I was mentioning a New York Times article where they were talking about don't rake your leaves. There's more to it than that you don't have to rake your leaves anymore. New York Times investigated and in that layer of leaves under your tree, shrubs, whatever, there's an entire ecosystem, all kinds of little critters that contribute to what's going on in nature, that contribute to improving your soil. You know, fireflies, you will find them in the leaf matter. That's their home. So if you are tearing that up, guess what? You're wiping out that entire ecosystem. I would be happy if people would quit worrying about the leaves. If you just can't deal with them. If nope, that's I, I'm not going with that. Mow over them to turn them into finer mulch. But if you can deal with it, you are creating an in, entire environment for so many critters that we need to have. Beneficial insects like crazy, fireflies for the enjoyment in those leaves. There's a lot of chrysalises and cocoons, and we get to enjoy the butterflies that come out of that. Raking them and putting them in a bag to put them in the trash, absolutely wrong. At least work your way to the point of let's put these as mulch over places I need it. Let's work to the total point of they're leaves. Who cares? Leave them where they are. That layer of fallen leaves is so critical to our environment. It creates this wonderful natural diversity of all kinds of insects, all kinds of critters that can either be beautiful as butterflies or can be effective at eating bad guys. So the goal is to do nothing. I know there are many husbands out there who are going to say, hey, you heard what he said. I don't have to go rake leaves. Good. Leave them be. They're not they're not ugly. They're not disparaging. They're just what nature is. If you leave them there, you really improve your natural environment. If you can't take it, if you really can't deal with all those leaves, run your lawnmower over them. Now, that really affects the environment, but it'll break the leaves down and you will wind up with uh, more readily available organic matter. And that is an improvement. But the last thing that we wanna do is to take all of those leaves and throw them away. Bad choice, bad choice. Doing nothing 
is actually the correct choice here. Work with the flow. This is how nature works. So, hey, uh, let's, let's let her work for us. She can take care of things and uh, we'll be better off for it. I've always been one to say, reduce the labor as much as you can. Well, here's a way to reduce it. Don't do anything. Let the leaves be where they fall. Let that environment build on itself and you will see that everything in your landscape from turf to trees is going to improve because of the natural environment for all the critters that we need to eat bad bugs, to convert nutrients into the right form, to break down those leaves and decompose them. No work is better than raking. So save yourself the effort. Trees drop leaves normally. No surprise there. So why let's just let them do their business. Things will be just fine. The same applies to your grasses. Um, you got golf muley. You've got uh, one of the uh, grasses growing in a bed. You do not need to run out there and cut it back. Okay? Not necessary. That clump of grass is no different than several inches of leaves. It is an environment for lots of good bugs to reproduce in, including a lot of caterpillars that turn into beautiful butterflies. Remember, when you start seeing new grass coming up out of your clump of grasses, you can consider cutting it back. But you don't have to do it now. There's no reason to do it now. Some of these grasses are beautiful architectural value in the landscape. Just because they're not green doesn't mean that they don't work. And the other part of that is if you don't trim it, nature will trim it for you because the dead grass will dry out and become more and more brittle. And every time we have a decent breeze, when we have some rain, that will break those pieces off and they'll get blown away. You didn't have to do any work. And the new grass will come up and look just fine. We work too hard on our landscape. We definitely work way too hard on our landscape, especially when we don't need to. It takes a change in mindset that you want this 
perfect environment. Nature doesn't. The reality is nature will make things work the way she can. And you know, if you go with the flow, you will have a much better looking landscape than if you constantly try to make it perfectly manicured and uh, trimmed a very, very uh, strange way, that's not going to give you the landscape you want. Folks, this is Gardening Naturally. We need to take a break at the top of the hour for the news. I'll catch you all on the other side. 